Welcome to 28ish. We're a podcast dedicated to making space for menstrual cycles, cyclical living, divine feminine power, and everything in between. We get into the details of periods, hormones, cycle tracking, feminine business prowess, and every other aspect of being a bleeding person. I'm your host, Carrie McKinnon. I'm a menstruality mentor and the CEM, Chief Executive Menstruator at 28ish. Be sure to check us out at 28ish.com to see our cycle tracking art and feel free to leave us a comment letting us know what cycle day you're on. Thanks for listening and remember, your cycle is more than your period. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? Um, today we are here with Dr. Iris Crawford, aka the Hormone Boss. And Dr. Crawford is a naturopathic physician and national women's health and hormone expert. We are very excited to have her here today. She's the founder and CEO of Nature Cure Wellness and the creator of the Empowered Women's Health Project. Dr. Crawford believes that if half of all leaders were women, the world would be a compassionate, sustainable, and peaceful place. But that can't happen until women are no longer being told everything's normal. So Dr. Iris Crawford is creating a new normal in women's health. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk about all of these things regarding menstruation and, and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I'm very excited to have you here. Um, so let's, let's jump in. I have like a million questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to get started then. Right. I know <laughs> we only have a, a little bit of time for a million. No, um, I do have a lot of questions, but I would like to hear a little bit about your journey to claiming the space of the hormone boss, right? Like how did this happen? When did it start for you? Yeah. Can you tell us about that? So when I graduated from medical school, I was totally burned out. I was exhausted. You know, it was the most difficult thing I'd gotten through, you know, to date. And that was about 16, 17 years ago. Okay. doing the math correctly. And what happened was I was just like barely existing kind of, I just was trying to survive. I, I was just so tired all the time. I felt anxious and I even got to the point where I was having panic attacks. Wow. And what happened was I, you know, having all the knowledge that I had from medical school and, and even before that, just very passionate about health and, you know, digging deep and trying to find, you know, what's actually going on, I discovered that there was uh, something else going on with hormones mm -hmm. that I wasn't taught in medical school. So I just did some exploration and um, figured out that there's a kind of a gap in how we're taught about our hormones and, and what's actually going on with, with that. So I, you know, it was kind of an aha moment and I just kind of went with it. And I found that most women were actually dealing with this, whether they even knew it or not. Yeah. That's amazing on so many levels, what you're saying. First of all, this concept that like, okay, a doctor, we all, I, I've had friends that have graduated from med school. And so this image of like completely bone tired, ragged, like everything you've been through, like that does pop into mind for me. So, but putting that together with, well, I just went through medical school, so I'm going to figure out what's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's pretty smart. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think of that. Um, and then leading that into, yeah, discovering something that you actually weren't taught. Mm -hmm. That is a pretty big deal, isn't it? Yeah, especially it was naturopathic medical school. And so, you know, we are taught really to look at root cause always. And we spend the time to be the detectives. Yeah. Um, but I never remember learning this specific issue with women's hormones. Um, and now, you know, of course, 16 years later, um, it's, it, I think it's an epidemic. Um, it's just mm -hmm. really something that most women are dealing with, actually, and they may not even know it, even 
women who maybe don't have any symptoms or health issues, they feel really good. They still have this imbalance in their hormones because it's just the way that we're set up biologically. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, that's a lot though, to hear that this kind of naturopathic medicine school is not teaching about women's health hormones. Like, was that just, I don't know, a module that was skipped over or like, can you speak to like, why? I mean, the thing is about medical school is it can't, it doesn't do like deep dive on everything. It can't. Right. right? So you learn preliminary things. I mean, you know, there was only so much time to learn um, primary care medicine, Mm-hmm. you know, everything an MD learns yeah. plus on top of that, all the naturopathic philosophy and all the naturopathic modalities. Right. Wow. So yeah. the, it just was a lot of information. So they just can't, they don't teach you how to specialize that comes after, right. right. You learn gotcha. to become an expert after when you're practicing medicine. <laughs> and that's why they call it practicing. Um, and the same thing in the MD world where, you know, you graduate from medical school and you kind of know just enough, hopefully to keep people alive. Right. And then, (laughs) and then you do your residency and that's where you get the real hands-on, um, you know, education. Okay. And so then for you, did you then immediately kind of go into, okay, I'm going to go into the hormonal stuff. That's where I'm going to grow my expertise. And well, it's funny, initially, um, a lot of women came to me with thyroid uh, issues. So, and, and that is one of the areas that is often overlooked or under, um, under, you know, recognized mm-hmm. is low thyroid hormone in women. And so I had just naturally, a lot of women came to me who were dealing with that. And then I started looking at, um, after that, I actually created a weight loss clinic. Um, I started a weight loss clinic with a partner at the time and, and, I started putting these pieces together, like, oh, thyroid, oh, weight, oh, anxiety, oh, and I started like kind of painting this whole picture and filling in those gaps, right, that I, that I hadn't learned how they were exactly how they were all connected. And, um, and that's when I was like, you know, what I'm really passionate about is treating the root of these, all these thyroid issues and the weight issues and all the things that women are dealing with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I get really excited about treating the root cause because that way you don't need to be treating symptoms and chasing down symptoms for the rest of your life. If you look at what the root of something is and you're able to fix that, um, that's, what's really exciting to me. Yeah. Okay. When, when you started to investigate that root cause of these symptoms, um, in terms of your own you know, development, uh, professional development and professional like expertise development in this area. Did you find yourself going more like Eastern medicine, Western, like, you know, naturopathic or traditional, like how did those kind of schools serve and support you in terms of the knowledge that's out there and what you bring into your work? Um, I stay true to the roots of naturopathic medicine, actually. Um, and what that involves is doing perhaps more progressive, advanced testing than mm-hmm. what you might get in the conventional medical system, um, okay. which really is able to show us a lot sooner than what you might find in standardized testing, what's really going on, but also find hidden things that don't show up on standard tests. So we really look at how could we do better? You know, how could we do testing that is um, kind of ahead of its time or not ahead of its time, but staying up with the times, right? That is um, when there's, when there's advances because our system, our conventional medical system is kind of stuck. It's kind of old fashioned. It's wrapped up in a lot of bureaucracy. It's wrapped up in, you know, health insurance and all of that. It's very restrictive. And so when scientific advancements come along and we find better ways to, to uncover some of these things that, that system doesn't move along with it. Mm. Um, so very naturopathic in my testing, um, but also sticking to science. So it's all evidence-based scientific, right? Um, because that's just who I am. I'm not, I'm not a very good woo-woo naturopath. I mean, some, you know, (laughs) 
we, there's the full spectrum, right? There's a full yeah. spectrum of MDs, full spectrum of NDs, uh, which is the naturopathic doctors. So, mm-hmm. so I lean a little bit more on the scientific, like that's where I like to, that's my comfort zone. Um, but also the modalities I use are very, uh, I, I don't use um, assessments or moda- modalities in the Eastern um, philosophies and things in the medical systems like, you know, Chinese medicine or Ayurveda. Okay. Although I know a decent amount of those things, I was, I, you know, that's not something that I am trained in or licensed in. Okay. All right. Yeah. Very interesting. So testing, 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 it sounds like really kind of looking at results of tests differently, testing for different things and to like understanding and interpreting what you're yeah. being told. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. And you'd be amazed how many women, um, can't get their doctors to test things. They, yeah. they, they, you know, they may go to the doctor and say, you know, could it be my hormones? Mm-hmm. And, and they, and, and, and it's really not the doctor's fault. It's, it's more, um, it's more that insurance won't cover that. So let's just yeah. not, let's just, it's probably not that, or if it is, we'll just give you birth control pills or, you know, something to address the symptoms and not necessarily because the testing may not um, change the treatment plan um, and it might be more the conservative approach, the less expensive approach to just, let's just try this and see if it helps. If it helps, great. Yeah. But the thing is, is th- those things may help temporarily, but they're not addressing the root cause. And that's really um, the thing that I think most women are looking for. They're looking for solutions, not just to cover things up or, you know, band-aids. Um, they, they do want the long-term solutions. Yeah, no, absolutely. Ooh, okay, that's a lot. Um, so one of your big kind of things that, that you put out there in the world and even, you know, up to the, the title of your book that was just released on everything is not normal is this concept that women go to the doctor and are told everything's normal um, and, and when it's not. So can you give like some examples of that, of what that you know, why a woman would go to the doctor and be told that, and then like, what actually isn't normal about it? Yeah. So it's kind of along the lines of what I was talking about, where the doctors won't do the tests that the patient is kind of thinking that she might need. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, the doctors have a lot of restrictions. They've got insurance, their time, that insurance dictates that you can spend with a patient um, I mean, the last statistic I looked at, it was about seven minutes Wow! and that's just not enough time to handle, first of all, more than one issue, which, you know, often when you, you wait over time to go to the doctor, because you're like, well, now I've got this and this, and I also want to ask about this and this and this, <laughs> um, but they, they tell you, I only have time to deal with one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's often just so oftentimes frustrating and kind of a dead end because they, they may not do the testing. They may not have the time to really properly um, look at what's going on. And then if they do do the testing, they're testing in ways that don't show functional issues. Right. So they're like, well, your tests are normal. Yes. So everything's fine. Exactly. Good. They're testing hormones, especially. And this is why um, I wrote a book about it. Right. They're testing hormones in the wrong way and they're not testing the right things. And so a woman will get a blood test that Mm -hmm. looks at, you know, LH or FSH and estradiol Mm -hmm. just to, you know, and and they're not looking at the whole picture. There's all kinds of things that need to be looked at to really examine if if a woman has a hormone imbalance and exactly what that hormone imbalance is. Um, So, so there's, you know, there's this concept out there with, um, like I've, I've often considered doing it myself. So I know it's, it's a thing of like going to an independent clinic and doing a blood panel and then taking that to a doctor for interpretation. Like, and, you know, and, and a lot of the clinics like will target like women and middle-aged women, even of like, here, these are all the tests you need, you know, to see what's going on with your hormones, for example. So yeah. what I'm hearing and understanding from this conversation is that even if I were to, for example, do that and then take it to a doctor that didn't 
necessarily know or have the time to look for certain things that they'd be like, oh, they could be, oh, you're fine. Unless there was like some blaring imbalance just on these very kind of on, on the test results, right? Well, what they would do is they would go and then test your blood and say, nope, it's normal. It's normal in blood, right? Um, because a lot of those tests are the, the test kits you can buy online. Mm-hmm. Um, they're usually, obviously they're not serum. Okay. They're not blood tests that you can, cause you can't draw your own blood. Sure. So they're salivary or they're finger stick, uh, blood drop tests, um, those types of things. And yes, those are more kind of progressive tests. And if a doctor isn't, if they're looking at a test that they've never seen before, they're certainly not going to really know what to do with it. But they're also going to be very skeptical. Well, where'd you get this test? And who said that this is the right way? And this is, you know, they're they're skeptical um, because it's not the gold standard. Yeah. So they'll want to follow up and do labs of their own to determine if it's accurate or not. But then they go back to those blood tests for, you know, for looking at hormones in particular, which are not going to show up until much, much later. Okay. Okay. So what is it that you are advocating is done differently or how is it that you are working with clients in a different way? Well, first of all, I mean, women should be listened to and taken seriously when they go to the doctor complaining about something. Sure. Um, And this is the first step, right? The first step is, um, I mean, so many doctors just say, oh, you know, women are made to feel like it's all in their head or, Um, they're just whining or, you know, I have a lot of stories actually in my book. Um, the beginning of each chapter is a woman's story, a a time that she felt, um, like dismissed, you know, by a doctor when she went Mm -hmm. to get help with something or made to feel inadequate somehow. Um, you know, and so it's really interesting to listen to these stories and almost every woman I, I speak to. Um, when I first start working with someone, they, they tell me a story of, well, I, I, cause I, I asked them, you know, have you tried to get help with this? And, you know, and they're like, I, yeah, I went to my doctor and, um, they said that there's no such thing as adrenal fatigue oh. or, you know, whatever it might be. They, they said, oh, it's, uh, it's just menopause. You're just getting older, but buck up, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're, you're perimenopausal. So that's just normal. Yeah, you have that's what you have no choices, no options except for HRT, and you're too young for that. Like that's what women are telling me over and over again. Um, But the the doctors, you know, they may be very well intentioned. They don't have the tools to address those things. They don't. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you because, like, from a medical perspective, I'm sure you see maybe both sides of it. I mean, you know that it should be done differently, but I can imagine that you're like not going to an immediate place that a lot of like proactive patients would be my doctor doesn't care enough to listen right like you're like why is this why are we being dismissed at this level I'm sure that like doctors you know go into the profession for a lot of different reasons let's say you've got to be really dedicated to finish it and then to be out there and a practicing doctor and seeing a patient so you have to kind of imagine that, yeah, doctors are out there trying to do good in the world and good for their patients, you know? So, yeah. And well, medical school really kind of tears you down a little bit. It's a, it's a rite of passage and the ones who make it, then they get out into the real world Mm -hmm. and then they realize that was nothing, (laughs) you know, now comes the real work of practicing medicine in a, um, system that is, you know, it's a a very sick system, in in my opinion. Um, And, you know, physicians actually have the highest suicide rate of any profession. It's a very difficult profession. Um, And you want to help people, right? You want to help people, almost all doctors, they, they want to help people, but they literally can't, and they see so much suffering and they can do nothing about it. Um, I, I don't want to speak for, you know, for, for anyone, but, um, but yeah, I, I have a lot of empathy for being in that system. I did used to take insurance when I had a mm-hmm. clinic in Seattle. Okay. Um, I was contracted with insurance companies for a few years and it really dictated everything I could do, how much time I could spend. 
um, what labs I could perform and oh. the outcomes that people got. And once wow. I discontinued taking insurance, the outcomes skyrocketed Wow! because my hands weren't tied anymore. Now, a lot of people also have financial burdens or restrictions that don't allow them to um, pay for out-of-pocket medical costs, which, you know, that is unfortunate, but there are naturopathic doctors out there who have sliding scale, who, you know, can help with, with that. So um, we're trying to be a solution um, as a, you know, as a community uh, to the, the healthcare system. And, and um, this was the area that really lit me up because I had personal experience, you know, with this and just kind of fighting my way through life and, and then um, medical school and now just kind of like navigating the world. I'm perimenopausal myself. And so I know what these issues that, that women deal with are. And I've kind of looked at the science behind why. And so I just feel like I have a, um, you know, just a lot of passion to send that message out and, and try to make a difference. Okay. Well, how, how has your perimenopausal journey been so far? I'm curious. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, we've been hinting at this root cause of the hormone imbalances in women. And just the big reveal here, it's the biological way that our bodies handle stress. So it's not the stress itself because we all have stress um, right. and men have stress too. And, and stress does um, affect men's health as well. But there's a biological uh, impact um, on women's hormones that stress uh, is at the root of. And so, you know, I own my own business and, you know, I've been in practicing medicine and there's the stressors that just happen in life. Um, you know, I just you know, the last couple of years have been very stressful for a lot of people, you know, I mean, in fact, I don't know anyone who hasn't been impacted, right? I mean, it's, this is a global thing that we've, we're all um, experiencing. And, um, you know, in 2020, I closed my clinic in Seattle. And then my mom died, a, like a um, couple months later. And then for your loss. Thank you. And, and then the, the year after that, uh, my husband and I decided to move across country oh, from wow. Seattle. And that's a big, you know, it's a big move. We lived, I was born and raised in Seattle. I've only lived outside of Seattle for a couple of um, short instances. And, um, you know, we moved with our three cats. Now we live in Tucson, Arizona. Um, and so those things had an impact. And stress, by the way, is a moving target. Sometimes you've got more stress than others. Yeah. And so it's about um, not just stress management, which is great, but sure. that really puts the onus on you that it's all your fault, right? Yeah. Like, like go meditate. My, yeah. Like, <laughs> Sleep oh, you're not, you're not, you're not meditating enough then. You're yeah. not doing enough yoga. You're not doing, you know, um, but there's actually other things that you can do to um, improve the function of your stress response system. And that's kind of the core of what I do um, okay. while I'm balancing hormones, because that's really the long-term, that's, that's what, um, if you don't address that, you're going to be just trying to balance hormones for the rest of your life. And when you're going through perimenopause and menopause, those are, um, these things become a lot more, um, they become exacerbated. So like any mm. symptoms of perimenopause or menopause will be worse if you go into it without having addressed this. Wow. Um, and so I'm, I'm living it. And so I understand what women are dealing with um, who are busy, burned out, overwhelmed. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're in their, you know, 40s to 50s and, and even in their, um, you know, 60s. And a lot of women are like, you know, I went through menopause. I had a pretty bad time of it. Um, but now what, you know, and yeah. so there's, there's hormone health all the way, um, even post menopause that, um, your hormones could be imbalanced even after menopause is over and you don't oh. have like hot flashes anymore, for example. Yeah. So it really is, um, a big deal and, and hormones are so key to our well being and our experience of joy and happiness and just feeling 
like you can do what you were meant to do, you know, and, and fulfill your purpose and and everything. And yeah, yeah. or get, and, and I know, you know, for a lot of women going through perimenopause and menopause and the change, like a need to get their lives back somehow, get their focus back, get their health back under control. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, one thing with menopause right now and perimenopause is that it like everyone's talking about it. And I think for the first time, you know, which is a very exciting and beautiful thing to witness. I, this summer had an opportunity to travel to like six different countries and in many of them, like women were having open conversations about the menopause and perimenopause and like, yeah. And I've just noticed it more and more just to, and maybe because I'm a menstruality mentor, like, I don't know, maybe I bring it up, but I don't think so. Like, I just, I feel like it's um, something that we are all talking about more and bringing more to the table. And then you see, there's a lot of like Instagram accounts dedicated to it. There's some pretty famous people that are out there in that space that are talking about it, which is, um, it's really great that it's having its time, you know? Yeah. Um, and some of that's about maybe like the psycho spiritual journey of it. Yeah. Some, Mm -hmm. I'd like to see more of that actually. (laughs) Um, a lot of it is like this fighting about, you know, hormone, HRT, you know, hormone replacement therapy, right? It seems like people are coming down pretty intense on one side or the other of that, Um, as well as this, I've seen some stuff go down and and also read some things about this concept of like, is menopause, you know, a natural part of our evolution as a species or not, or, you know, or has our life expectancy just increased so much that now we're going through menopause, you know, in a way that we never did before. And right. So there's, there's all these debates about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, a woman's experience of menopause from what I've seen, um, after the last 16 years, helping women with hormones is that, your experience of menopause is only as bad as what hormone imbalance, how bad your hormones were imbalanced when you're entering it. Right. So again, it's the root of that is how stress creates an imbalance in our hormones. And if that existed beforehand, then you know, I call it, you're not primed for perimenopause or menopause. Your hormones weren't primed. Mm. So if you're going into menopause with a pre-existing hormone imbalance, which most people have, most women yeah. have, then, you know, you, you might be more symptomatic than a woman who's going into it with not that much of a hormone imbalance or not which as is, severe, which is possibly very rare to not have one, <laughs> exactly. that, I mean, especially exactly. with like modern life that, that we had, right. Just like life stuff. Exactly. I and I think. <laughs> you know, women are more vocal now. So I think that's part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and also I do think that the stress of modern day life for women is much greater than decade, not, I mean, maybe decades past, but you know, 50 years ago or, or more, um, because we're really, you know, we've got the weight of the world on our shoulders. We are no matter how, um, how much men contribute to household work or, you know, rearing of children or, you know, all of that, we still are the, the majority caretakers. Um, and we do more of the emotionally taxing work in the household. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just speaking to someone recently who she'd asked her husband, um, some questions, just asking him, like, do you know, and I can't remember her child's name, but do you know so-and-so's um, first grade teacher's name? Do you know, like, <laughs> you know, these things yeah. about like picking their kid up from school, what time is that? You know, they're, they're yeah. things that are, um, the, the, the burden falls on women, yeah. even if they're equal, uh, yeah. both have careers and it's a two income household and all of that. And so yeah. it really is. Um, it's the, men- the mental load. Yes, the carry. mental load, exactly. Yeah. 
That's gosh, that's it's intense. Yeah. (laughs) Then you add you add on to struggles in the workplace of you know male dominated workplaces and things like that, which exists, right? We're still we're still we've still got work to do there. So um, we're you know we have to kind of be warriors in order to be successful in our job and be successful at home or you know all these things. So. And, and, um, and I think, and I don't have kids, but I do think that when women have kids, it's a whole other level of, all right, you better get, you know, get it together because now you're responsible for a life. And so then women can even become hypervigilant, like, and just like doing, 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 and then you just get kind of, it's like in a a stress cycle, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. So, Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, again, I'm going to say it again. This is all, it's a lot. It's, it feels like a very heavy conversation because it's describing some of the hardest parts I know of my life. And probably I imagine of a lot of the, you know, the lives of, of women in, in modern day society and career women, like you said, and mothers. And so probably most of us are hurling towards perimenopause, menopause with hormonal imbalances that are a result of how our body processes stress. That's what you said earlier, right? The impact of stress on our bodies. Yep. So um, wh- what, what do you do? <laughs> how do you help people? What's the solution? Yeah, well, the first step is you have to get the right testing because otherwise if you're just looking in blood or even if, you're, even if you find a saliva hormone test, it's not gonna test the whole picture, um, which is you have to assess your adrenal fatigue um, mm-hmm. situation. So okay. what stage of adrenal fatigue are you in? There's very specific hormones you have to test and test in the right way. In addition to testing the actual hormones like estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, etc. So that gives you the whole picture. So you have to have the right testing done in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's number one. Um, and And then you have to be able to work with someone who is able to address that root cause while balancing hormones so that the long-term, you don't want to be treating the hormone imbalance long-term. And the only way that you can uh, be free of that and just have that be a temporary thing Mm -hmm. is by addressing that root cause. So the adrenal fatigue has to be reversed and monitored and supported long-term. So I think you know, for example, um, there's a lot of, a lot of us know about, um, ashwagandha and all of these, uh, yeah. tools that, that, um, help balance our stress response system. It's the HPA axis. I t- teach about it in my book. Okay. Um, and it's the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. It has to function, you know, um, has to be functional, right? Not dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be over responding or under responding to stress. Cause when that happens, that's when you're creating a situation where your hormones, like your progesterone to estrogen ratio becomes very low. Um, yeah. Most women are progesterone deficient and they don't know it. And okay. it causes things like weight gain and anxiety and sleep issues. Um, but the only solutions that they're given aren't to look at that root cause, right? They're, they're only given like, okay, um, sleeping pills or, or whatever, um, over-the-counter things mm-hmm. or even, you know, birth control pills or antidepressants even. Yeah. Can, um, can, you, can you stop there for a second and talk to us a little bit about antidepressants and like hormonal imbalance? Yes. Like that yes. relationship? Yes. So when it comes to our hormones, you know, we have hormone receptors all over our body. So with estrogen and progesterone, it's not just about the menstrual cycle, right? It's not just about the uterus and the ovaries. Yeah. It's, it's a whole body system. You can't separate, um, any other system really from our hormones. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're deficient in hormones, there's, um, higher inflammation in the body. There's different pH. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really a, a significant impact, um, with, Estrogen, for example, estrogen is directly linked to our serotonin levels, as well as other things like GI health. Mm-hmm. Um, but if your estrogen is low, then your serotonin may be low. If your testosterone is low, this also is linked to depression. So low serotonin is, 
you know, when I see someone who has depression, I'm thinking, okay, well, what are the hormones doing? How can we support? What's the underlying cause? Um, And obviously I'm not saying that antidepressants are wrong or bad or anything like that. They may be necessary, at least temporarily, while you're looking for the root cause. And in my opinion, the vast majority of cases, there's a, a cause that can be addressed. And so that's really the key. Progesterone is associated with the, um, the neurotransmitter GABA. Okay. And GABA is a calming neurotransmitter. And so women who are progesterone deficient or estrogen dominant, they may be experiencing anxiety. Um, The youngest woman that I tested who had a severe progesterone deficiency had come to me, she was a teenager, she was 16, Mm -hmm. and she was having panic attacks. And when I tested her hormones, estrogen was normal, but progesterone was very, it was like undetectable. Hmm. And so once we um, raised her progesterone levels, then she was able to not, you know, she was able to not have those panic attacks anymore. So this is how critical these hormones are with regard to, um, you know, depression and anxiety, which are what the majority of antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications are prescribed for. So they're kind of just covering up the real underlying issue. My God, that's a big, (laughs) that's a big thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's a very big thing. Um, And it, it maps onto, you know, a lot of, so, okay, I'll share this 28 ish, like the whole kind of fundamental hypothesis is that we're on this for menstruating, bleeding women, we're on this kind of 28 ish day cycle where our hormones are doing different things in different parts of the cycle. And that is leading to um, us kind of having different, I don't, different properties, if you will, different ways that we are, right? So let's put yeah. all the imbalance aside and just talk about the basic system of that, of the, the menstrual cycle. Um, so these different parts of it kind of propelling us to have a different, if you will, energy, right? So like a lot of what we do is this, okay, let's realign with the fact that we are cyclical in nature. We're not always going to be the same way right and so that that's kind of the the beauty and the magic and cyclical living and in menstrual cycle awareness and for me it's been a beautiful um container for that for that way that i am different at different parts of my menstrual cycle and i've worked with a lot of women who experience these changes as well what you're talking about is really interesting because when you've got like massive um, hormonal imbalance, that's also, I think, where you get into trouble in certain parts of the menstrual cycle where the suffering is higher or even where the suffering is there, you know, be it the psychological, um, depression, anxiety, physical symptoms that are like extreme presenting for people in different parts of their cycle. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the highs are higher, the lows are lower kind of, there's that yeah. Um, yeah. That cyclical nature is it can become exaggerated or it can flatline. And those are all. Mm. Um, yeah. And it flatlines with the birth control, right? You put yeah. birth control and just flatline it like. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it is. Um, and so you're you're that I love that because you you do want to have that cycling, um, mm-hmm. that natural cycling. Um, and I've worked with a lot of women, for example, with PCOS. Yeah. And that's really tough because there, you know, there's multiple issues going on that are, you know, complex. Um, and a lot of women seek out help with their PCOS because they're trying to get pregnant. Right. Um, and so it becomes, you know, a real issue with, with that. So, but yeah, the, the cycling is a natural, a natural process that we could become more in tune with, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, probably reasons even we don't understand, right? That, that are why um, those hormones go high or low during certain times of that 28 day cycle. Sure. I actually do a lot of um, what's called seed cycling with my clients because these are, so, so what that is, is they're eating seeds and seed oils that promote the production of either progesterone or estrogen based on the timing of their cycle. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, cool. and actually I was able to help 
I remember one instance where a young woman um, hadn't had a cycle for almost a year, I think. Um, and she was in her early twenties and all we did was seed cycling and yeah. she had a, her normal period came back within three months. And wow. so she was just eating seeds, yeah. you know, certain seeds, the first 14 days, and then a certain other seeds, the last 14 days of a cycle and that's it. And those foods are telling our body, which hormones to make. That's pretty so powerful. Cool. Yeah. Well, that leads me to a question that's kind of been floating around for me as well as so the the treatments and the hormonal balancing that you do the balancing of the hormones. Is that mostly HRT or, or do you is it supplements or maybe seed certain nutrients that you try to get in women like what does that look like. Well, first of all, it's customized to each person. So every body is different. Um, so some, it just is based on their symptoms, based on their history, based on their labs. But mostly what I use is BHRT, which is bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. And what that means is the bioidentical, or the hormone is um, actually derived from plant material. Um, okay. It's not a synthetic version of it because um, the synthetic HRT is the one that's associated with the most risk. Uh, and so we want to do the lowest dose, lowest risk, um, approach, uh, as naturopathic doctors. So, um, most, almost all of us would use BHRT in any situation where it, um, is indicated. And the second thing I want to say about that though, is that I'm not a proponent for long-term HRT in most cases. Right. Um, now, if a woman is young and she's had a complete hysterectomy, no ovaries, maybe a low, um, a low grade balanced BHRT mm -hmm. would be appropriate for her. You know, that could be, but most women um, would not need it if, if the underlying cause was addressed. Right. So what I usually will do is, um, and not always will I use the hormone replacement, but in instances where the hormone is very low, and she would feel so much better if it was high. I want to get her feeling better as soon as possible. Of course. Yeah. And so we'll do a temporary, usually it's three months of BHRT. And so it's okay. just a topical, and it's usually like progesterone, topical progesterone, for example. And then um, during that time, we'll be working on reversing the adrenal fatigue situation so that her body is able to no longer steal her ability to make progesterone and be able to make that progesterone on her own in the right amount. So that's the key. So after three months, we test again. And then from that uh, test, we see, you know, is what we're doing working? Um, are her progesterone levels up now? How's she feeling? And then we um, discontinue, make a plan to discontinue that hormone mm -hmm. because then her body will be able to take over making it on its own once her adrenal uh, stress response system is supported. So supplements, nutrients, you know, um, doctors grade supplements okay. that are very targeted, very specific to her exact needs, meaning her symptoms and any hormones that are too lot high, any hormones that are too low. Um, and in addition to potentially some other, maybe, maybe a couple lifestyle things that are, um, that can be very powerful, but also, um, potentially BHRT, um, in addition to that. And then we recheck in three months and then create a new plan. And then we recheck again in three months after that. And so then that way, um, once you wanna make sure that, um, that things are staying the course because you want to have that long-term uh, result because that's the problem that I have with HRT typically is that's not the long-term solution but that's the only solution most women get. Okay, yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about your book. I feel I'm just, I'm talking kind of slow and serious now because I feel that the work you're doing is really important. And mm -hmm. I hope that for everyone listening, that they can figure out a way to, um, connect with, with this, you know, and, and even if it's not, you directly, but being able to do something like reading a book about it or even yeah. working with you or helping themselves balance their hormones as well. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. So can you tell us about your book and tell us what we can do to help ourselves and tell us how we could work with you as well? Yeah. So again, the book is called Everything's Not Normal. Um, it's the empowered woman's guide to getting the health care you deserve. Love and that. I'm really trying to change. I want to create a new normal in the way women receive healthcare. And so that's what the book is about. And basically I go through all the science of what's actually going on with your hormones. And I do talk a little bit about my story and I um, tell other women's stories. And then I also pull back the curtains on exactly how I help women recover their adrenal health, recover their hormone health. Um, and so it's just a very educational book. I don't leave anything out. I do talk about um, even a lot of specific health conditions that women struggle with, but they have a hard time getting help with, for example, autoimmune disease, uh, thyroid issues, um, uh, you know, takes several years and several specialists before most women are diagnosed finally with an autoimmune disease, yeah. um, let alone like which one it is. So it's a very difficult journey that, um, you know, that women have oftentimes trying to get help with their health. So it's um, really, I'm trying to just give uh, education and tools so that women can help themselves. However, you know, we're trained because the system is so difficult sometimes to get help mm -hmm. when you go to your doctor and, and you're just told everything's normal. We then become, we have to learn how to doctor ourselves and we become, we become these self-help experts because yeah. we're not getting the help outside of us, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so I do kind of bring that up a little bit. It's like, I think um, we, we've become trained because of that to fix it all our, ourselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'll come across, you know, an opportunity or, or um, an expert or something that you align with, and then you still won't kind of, take that action because we're in the mindset of, no, I can do it myself. I can handle it myself. Um, I'm strong. I can, I can white knuckle through menopause, you know? Um, and we don't know that, that we could be free of that and what we might be able to accomplish when we're not having to deal with that. Um, and so that's kind of, there, there's, I do talk a little bit about that because I think it's really important that we have a mindset of, of getting the right help. So not, not just looking to Dr. Google, yeah, white knuckling it and doing it all on your own. I know that maybe you've been told everything was normal, it was kind of a dead end, but the solution isn't necessarily like not, not get help, but just looking for the right help. And I think that this is a great um, tool to kind of lay the foundation so that women can get the right help. Yeah. I love it. All right, everyone, get the book. <laughs> I can, I'll provide a link to it in the show notes on this for sure. Um, I'd also like to say, yeah, when you get the book, read it, review it, right? <laughs> book reviews are <laughs> yes. to have out there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I thank you. Just thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. I know you're, before we wrap up though, yeah, the book, great working with you. How, so how could women, you know, I'll put your contact information. Do you take patients still? Do you um, refer patients to other practitioners as well? Or how does that work? Yeah. So I, um, I actually offer um, a free initial consultation um, because I like to meet with a woman first and kind of assess the situation, see if I can help and see if we'd be a good fit to work together before um, enrolling into my program. So, um, so I do offer that and I am accepting new clients at the moment. So that would be one avenue. And if, if needed, sometimes I do refer. So I have a network of fa fantastic women um, providers who specialize in other things like autoimmune disease or uh, GI health, right? Things like mm -hmm. that, that, that are um, kind of more difficult to, to get addressed in the conventional medical system. So, so that you have uh, the support that you need. Um, and even I have uh, folks who I can refer to or who I can consult with too on um, things that we do that are sometimes self-sabotaging. So there's, you know, because I, 
I'm working specifically on kind of medical stuff or, you know, labs and, and that yeah. type of coaching. So there's areas that I don't have um, expertise in. So yeah, so I have uh, both of those things are true. So I um, enroll new, new clients and have a great um, referral network. And you have programs. So like someone yeah. can, like join yeah, so almost like a course kind of thing or it's not a course. However, you, okay. there is a lot of educational content. It is um, a comprehensive program where uh, there's all, all of our labs are included and you have unlimited access to me and my team. Um, so I work with another uh, physician, Dr. Danica Woods. She and I wrote the book actually, she's um, co-author um, and so we take care of all of our clients and we provide private one-on-one -on -one unlimited care as well as group um, work. We just have, we have a fun uh, once a month group um, empowerment connection, which is really awesome. Um, and so it's for, it's uh, specifically for women who are um, my private clients. So yeah, it's a comprehensive, my signature program is a comprehensive six month program. And that's where you're, you'll have balanced hormones and reverse the adrenal fatigue situation. So addresses fatigue, sleep issues, anxiety, depression, chronic pain, low libido, foggy brain, wow. uh, flashes, you know, all of those things. Nice. Okay. Thank you. So uh, the way to contact you, just for anyone listening, um, the way to contact Dr. Iris Crawford is in the show notes. So you can click on that link to um, to get in touch with her in the program or get that book. Uh, and thank you so much, doctor, for coming here today and sharing this knowledge with us. Thank you so much for having me. It was a fun conversation, even though it got serious. <laughs> I think yeah. it's a serious issue, but we have the solution it is. and that's yeah. what the good news is. So I was really excited to be here and um, on your show. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. This is Carrie, and I just wanted to drop in quickly to remind you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and head on over to www.28ish.com to sign up for our newsletter. And remember, your cycle is more than your period. Bye!